The FT. Hong Kong has this year seen the most acrimonious debate about its political future since Britain handed the territory of seven million people back to China in 1997. This week, thousands of Hong Kong students began a week-long protest against China's framework for electoral reform. On the line with me to discuss the dispute is Dmitri Sevastopolou, Hong Kong bureau chief. Hi, Dmitri. What's the background to this disagreement, and what has the students complained about China's proposal? Well, at the end of August, the Chinese government said that it would introduce universal suffrage in Hong Kong, giving Hong Kong residents、uh, a vote for their chief executive, which is the top political job in the territory. But they have included restrictions, which mean that basically opponents of Beijing, and、um, particularly what are called the, the pro-democracy or pan-democrat camp in, in Hong Kong, will not be able to become candidates because they won't be able to get the requisite support from a special nominating committee, which is stacked with Beijing loyalists. So the students and other activists in Hong Kong say that this is sham democracy, and they're calling on Beijing to basically to loosen up and introduce something which gives the Hong Kong people a greater stake in their future. How does this differ from the current system? How was the current chief executive selected? At the moment, there is a 1,200-member committee. Which is composed mainly of Beijing loyalists who elect the chief executive, and if the proposal that Beijing unveiled last month is not approved by Hong Kong's legislature, then the current status quo will remain for the time being. Do the students have a coordinated strategy to try and overturn or amend the Chinese government's proposal? Not really. The students and other campaigners in Hong Kong want to bring as much international attention to the issue as they can. But the truth is that most of them accept that there's really no chance at all that Beijing is going to change its mind. But that doesn't mean they want to throw in the towel. They say that for the future of Hong Kong, it's important that the the, the torch of democracy or that the flame is is、uh, allowed to burn. And so they want to continue their protests and their civil disobedience movements, even if they realise that in the near future there's no chance that they'll be successful. And are there any other groups in Hong Kong that are holding such civil disobedience campaigns? Yes, there's a group called Occupy Central, which is a kind of an umbrella group of pro-democracy activists, and they are vowing to block a central business district in Hong Kong,、uh, probably on a national holiday, and almost certainly next week on October one or October two, which is the anniversary of the founding of the People's Republic of China. They're going to try and、uh, blockade the business district and again draw international attention to what's going on in Hong Kong, and the leaders of that movement essentially want to be arrested.、They're Trying to follow the mould of Gandhi in India,、uh, civil disobedience, no violence, get arrested, draw attention, and hopefully put pressure on the Chinese government. But even the leaders of Occupy Central have conceded that they have almost no chance of success. Do they have the support of the general population or of the business community? The business community overwhelmingly is against the democratic push in Hong Kong. They say that the activists and the people of Hong Kong should accept the proposal that Beijing has put forward, and they make the point that Beijing is offering more democracy than was ever given to the people of Hong Kong during colonial rule when Britain was in charge. The general public is split. A recent poll showed that just under 50% said that the opposition camp in Hong Kong's legislature, a group called the Pan Democrats, should actually try and veto the proposal, which needs two-thirds support in. In the Legislative Council, but there's a relatively large section of the population who thinks that 
the current proposal on offer from Beijing should be accepted and that they should take what they're given so far. So I would say it's, it's split um, with the pro-democracy activists probably in the, in the majority. Have there been any examples in the past where such demonstrations have succeeded in getting the rulers in Beijing to listen? There have been directly. Uh, in 2012, a, a young student leader called Joshua Wong, who was 15 at the time, successfully spearheaded a campaign that generated huge protests on the streets of Hong Kong against what was called the National Education Plan. Essentially, the Hong Kong government at the time wanted to introduce a kind of a patriotic curriculum that critics said was a way to brainwash people into supporting the Communist Party in mainland China. But Joshua Wong and his scholarism group and a large section of the Hong Kong community rallied and protested against this, and eventually they forced the Hong Kong government to back down But in the case of universal suffrage and broader democracy, the challenge is really to defeat Beijing, and that's a much, much steeper hill to climb. Okay, thank you very much, Dimitri. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.